previously on the Skip and Josh Sports Show. The listeners heard it, so now if you listeners want to win your brackets, do the exact opposite of everything you heard on this show, <laughs> and you should be fine. The beauty of this is that everybody has an opinion, and anybody could win. Everyone's an expert, and everyone can end up looking like a genius. That's right. That's right. You're listening to the Skip and Josh Sports Show. How are you, Skip? I'm great. I'm a little under the weather, but I'm fully dedicated to our show. That is dedication. I thank you for making yourself available despite your voice. <laughs> it's okay. I flew in today from Washington, D.C., where I spent the last four days. So you were lucky then because you didn't have to watch any of the games on TSN like I did. <laughs> well... Yeah, I should, you're right. I should, mention, I should mention March Madness games. I just assume everyone knows what I'm talking about. I shouldn't assume that everyone knows what I'm talking about. Well, I guess if anybody who's been listening to our show for the past month, you know, knows that's been our focus. But um, why? What was going on on TSN? It was particularly annoying. They kept cutting in with uh, Jack Armstrong and uh, no, someone and they, else. No, they or? actually it wasn't it wasn't terrible. I mean, I don't have really any complaints. Uh, mm. Some minor ones, but the the good thing is. Anytime there was three or four games going on at the same time, yeah. um, at least TSN showed different games on different channels, wh right. which they normally don't do. They right. normally have the same thing on TSN 1, 3, 4, and 5. Right, like, um, like curling. Exactly. Yeah. Well, in the so, U.S., they had you know the games on CBS and then also on TBS and TNT. So you just had to go to the channel. And, right, and, and True wanted. TV as well. And um, Yeah, but I didn't know how to find that in my hotel. So Okay. I, I mean, I was... I wasn't flipping around. I was sticking to one game mostly. And then I got to see, like, I don't know, did you get to see at all, like, some of the panel show with, like, Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith? and Only only the games that were on CBS because I didn't get to see the other panel shows on the other networks because I don't get the other networks. Got it. So, okay. so TSN put in their own panel, which, yes, was Jack Armstrong and Sam Mitchell. So, so I guess my only complaints were that, on TSN, well, there's tons of commercials, and that's not TSN's fault. That's no. because the timeouts are so long. There's tons of commercials. But on TSN, they only had, like, it seemed four different commercials. They just kept recycling. So I saw the same four commercials over and over and there's over. There's one commercial I really liked, uh, which is the... Oh, know, when, I, when I was watching the games on CBS, the American commercials were yeah. great. There's one commercial that I really liked, Charles Barkley... Um, Spike I Lee love, and love those Spike Lee and um, Capital One Samuel L. Samuel Jackson. L. Jackson. So yeah. uh, some of those commercials are annoying. But did you see the one where they're on the plane and he's like, "Sam, what are you eating? Steak. Steak. Where are you eating it on the plane? On a plane. I, I, I mean, it's really such a stupid commercial, but I loved watching it every single time. I Me really too. got. It was a, awesome. I had a real like. I had a good feeling watching that commercial. It was good. Then there's another one where they're singing "I Will Survive." It was like, eh, so that sorry. one's not as good. Yeah. But there's another one where they're at Charles Barkley's house and um, like there's like a, a crucial moment in the game and Samuel L. Jackson claps and all the power. Everything turns off. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And then they miss the play. It's like. And Samuel says to Charles, you have you have your TV on a clapper. <laughs> you know, I, I when I watch those commercials, I think about like, OK, so you're Capital One, the big credit card company. And you go to some kind of Madison Avenue, New York advertising agency, and you say, we want to make uh, commercials around March Madness time. 
So there's some genius or weirdo, I don't know, it depends on your point of view, who's like, yeah, let's get Samuel L. Jackson, Spike Lee, and Charles Barkley all together. Like, and, and have them put into weird situations. Like, who thinks of this stuff? I guess that's why they're, they people are in the advertising business. There's Meanwhile, they hardly, like, they only mention Capital One at the very yeah, end. Yeah, it has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. They don't tell you any, there, there's no, nothing about the product. Like, a normal commercial is, like, what's good about this product? How much does it cost? What can it do for you? Why do you want this product? No, it's Capital One. What's in your wallet? And then that's it. It's eating steak on a plane. The other, the other commercial I liked, and I'm going to forget some, but there was another good one. Did you see the one where all these Kentucky fans are watching a game and the power goes out in the whole street? And then, then the Kansas guys come with the Coke. No, the Kentucky guys come with the Coke oh, yeah. to the Kansas guy's house. They don't want to let them in, but then they show them. At first he says no, and then he lets them yeah. in because they bring Coke. Oh, yeah. Thank God. I brought six little bottles of Coke. That's going to get me in, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. He's showing it at the window. I'm like, oh, yeah, that'll get you in. Well, it worked. He um, got him in. Yeah in that Kansas Kentucky land. All right, well, I mean, do you want to oh, get to oh, the games? Oh, by the way, wait, or? sorry, sorry. I got to I got to mention one more commercial since we since you got me started. The um the March Mayhem guy. He always always causes like accidents and oh, fires it's for and like Allstate or, or an insurance company. Right? I don't even know which insurance company it's for, but he's hilarious. Yeah, he gets he makes some crazy stuff happen that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the day after Duke lost. Everybody knows we're both huge Dukies. Um, it was very depressing. Everybody, everybody who was in our bracket challenge, again, thanks everybody who joined. Um, Duke was probably picked the most as the champion, um, you know, or it, it was a sizable amount of people that had Duke in their bracket as the champion. So, like, basically, I tore mine up yesterday. So did you. Um, this I was tore, this I was, tore mine up before that anyway, so it didn't matter. I want to tell you, like sort of the history of me and filling out these brackets okay of my life i was very philosophical about all this march madness this year you know so you know we started watching college basketball i started watching in earnest um around in the late 80s so mm -hmm. you know like the first teams that i remember was you know the nc state patrick ewing um and then i really started following it when and then there was the, the first really good Duke team, you know, with Johnny Dawkins. Mm -hmm. was, and I didn't follow it as much then. And then the I really started following it just sh shortly after, kind of when Leitner arrived. The Danny Ferry Duke team and Leitner was a freshman. And that's when I started really getting into it. Mm -hmm. And so me and you, I, like just to tell the listeners, and we kind of alluded to it when Rob was on last episode. We were we used to be in like a fairly high stakes um, college basketball pool. Mm -hmm. It's higher now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, we got out of it because it got too high, to be honest, mm -hmm. um, at that time. But it wasn't like a bracket format. It was a different format. We don't have to get into that. And we had success in that thing. The first year. Yeah, the first year we won both halves of it, and people were mad. And then we didn't win again. I don't think we won again. Um, the I think the year after that we may have won a portion. And then there's the year that Duke lost to Connecticut, you know, with Richard Hamilton and mm -hmm. uh, Khalid El Amin, and the, that's the Trudge and Langdon team. Um, we actually had clinched the points portion, but we needed Duke to win the championship, and we could have won both. And we ended up only winning the points portion. Mm -hmm. So we had success in that pool, which was cool. And then, I mean, honestly, I've been filling out brackets my whole life. 
I don't think I've ever done a, a good one. Ever. Ever, ever. So <laughs> It's so hard to do a good one. Yeah. It's impossible. So, I mean, it's gotten to the point where in the last like five to seven years, I don't even bother trying to do a good one. I automatically pick Duke as a champion no matter what. So a few years ago with, you know, the Tyus Jones, Justice Winslow team, well, you know, I had the national champion in my bracket because that's who I pick. Mm -hmm. And a few years before that, you know, when Duke beat Butler, I also had Duke, <laughs> right? But all the other years I had them too when they didn't win. Okay. So it's as not you know, a bad strategy. It's not a bad strategy. So you know they've won five championships. So right. one one, you know, you're gonna win eventually. So I picked them this year just because that's what I do. And um a lot of people pick them, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I was feeling so good about my bracket after the first two days. You know, going into Saturday games, I was feeling good about my bracket. I was I had like uh a lot of points. I had a lot correct. You know, I was. I didn't have any red on my bracket. I didn't have. I had. I had a few reds. I had a few reds, but nothing going into the next game. You know, so it was. Yeah. It was very manageable. Like I didn't have future red. If you understand what I mean. Like, I do understand. I didn't Believe have. Me, I, I didn't have reds going deep. So I was really feeling good about it. And then Saturday and Sunday, what the hell happened? Everything went crazy. And then to top it all off, Duke lost last night. I was watching in a sports bar in Washington. And I was like, I couldn't even believe what I was watching. Did you go to Chad's? No, Chad's is too far away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, I was at the um, Capital City uh, Brewing Company. Shout out to those fine folks who treated us a couple nights in a row to some good food and drinks. Nice. For our crew. So, um, yeah, I mean, God, it was, I felt, I mean, so helpless watching that game yesterday against South Carolina. You could see everything that's wrong with that team. You know, as the listeners know, I texted you, you know, before the ACC tournament started and said, this team's not going anywhere. Don't even think about it. Forget about Duke, blah, blah, blah. And then they won the ACC tournament and I got jumped on the bandwagon like the stupid idiot that I am. I jumped right back on that bandwagon. And then now I fell off real hard. <laughs> you know, so. Before we get into yesterday's game specifically, yeah. I was going to say something in general about the tournament so far. Sure. The first, the first weekend. So what normally happens, um, you get you get the upsets that you get, you get them in the first two days on the Thursday and the Friday. You'll yeah. get like a 13 seed winning or a 14 seed winning or, or sometimes a bunch of 12 seeds winning. And then, so you'll get the upsets on Thursday and Friday. But then Saturday, those teams, those double-digit seeded teams, they lose on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And so yeah. things sort of come back to normal. There's the odd year where you get someone going far. but Right. Yeah. But I mean, usually things get back to normal on Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So this year was completely opposite because there was only um, one 12 seed that won and yeah. and no other high seed. There were three 11s that won, which was surprising. I never, I've never seen that yeah. happen. But the thing is, when you're saying then, like so, the good teams advance, but the 11s and the 10s and the 8s, like these were good teams too. That's what right, made the exactly. tournament. Yeah. So, but yeah. then the upsets happened on the Saturday, Sunday this year where... There was a one seed that lost and two two seeds that lost. Yeah. So it was like almost backwards this year. The Villanova Duke section is like wide open now. Right. Baylor, and, and, or as I should call them, Baylor. They have a chance. <laughs> um. So so it was kind of opposite. And by the way, in general, I'm going to say there were no overtime games. There were no buzzer beaters. No. So it actually wasn't 
the most exciting weekend of basketball. SMU almost had that buzzer beater. The guy should have hit that layup. I don't know. That was well, did, I don't know if you saw. I think it might have been the first game of the tournament on Thursday at noon. It was Princeton and Notre Dame. Yeah. Princeton had two golden opportunities to win that game in the yeah. last 30 seconds, and the guy missed his three-pointer both times. He had open looks. Yeah, Wichita State actually had um, Kentucky on the ropes um, the they other did, day. Yes. They had them, yeah. and they – they just couldn't get a proper shot off in their last two possessions. Like they go both times the shot was blocked. They were horrible shots. Like they, you know, but I mean, look, we said it, we said anybody could beat anybody. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I did. I said to you, you know, the one seeds will all beat the 16 seeds. Yeah. But then once they move on to the next round, I wouldn't be surprised if all the one seeds lost against the eight or nine. Yeah. But like, I felt like any eight seed and above were all good teams. Yeah, and they were. I mean, yeah. Wisconsin's an eight seed. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But so now so, everybody's getting their matchup that they wanted. The lowest seed left, I think, is, is Xavier. Correct, an um, 11. By the way, I, I'm in another uh, bracket other than the uh, Skip and Josh show bracket. Yeah, me and too. And that one's busted it, also because I picked two. Well, well I, picked the same, I picked the exact same bracket in both of them. Yeah. But what I also did in that other bracket, just for fun, because I, I administer that one, I, uh, I put in a test bracket where I just picked all the favorite teams, all the higher seats. But what did you do when you got to four number ones at the end? Well, the computer does it for you, and it picked Villanova to win it all because Villanova was the number one of oh, all the you, you, ones. Oh, you had the rankings of the of the tops. Okay. So anyway, so it just picks all the favorite teams throughout. Right. And let me tell you, that bracket is doing well. Yeah, because like you said, <laughs> there there was upsets at the beginning, maybe here and there, but those teams didn't keep going. And, and yeah. Anyway, that bracket's doing better than my actual bracket. So now that the big question is like, now that Duke is out, who are you cheering for? Because this is what happens to me every year. I'm like, I'm focused, I'm focused, I'm focused on my bracket. But by the first weekend over, I'm, I'm out, <laughs> right? I'm out. My bracket's done. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, who am I going to cheer for? Now I'm more looking at like real basketball instead of look, just staring at my bracket, right? So I don't know. I don't know who to cheer for. I don't like anybody that's left. Well, I mean, there's a few teams that I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing UCLA go far because they're exciting to watch. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind seeing Kansas go far because I think you know they've earned it. Other than Villanova, they had yeah. a had yeah. a great season. You heard so. me say a few times. I thought Kansas was the best team this year. Most you know, so which is no surprise to anybody. I mean, Oregon's a nice story. They they have that injury, but they're still alive, and they still have two Canadians on the team. So yeah. that's a reason to 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 yeah. root for Oregon. Gonzaga too, and then obviously you know root against North Carolina is always good, right? So, of course, a hundred percent. And I mean, I I did pick Arizona to win it all, so I'm still going to root for Arizona to win it all. I mean, I don't I have no chance of winning any pool. It doesn't matter, but um, you know, I think they had a very good season and. The Pac-12, it turns out, was very underrated because they still have three teams in. And by the way, I don't need to tell you this, the ACC, who got nine teams into the tournament, only has one left. Crazy. So, so everyone who was saying how the ACC is the best conference in the, in the, in the country, they might have been, but they're not anymore. Not anymore, right? And the yeah. Big Ten, who everyone was slagging, you know, did better than they expected, you know, with Michigan and Wisconsin. Right. right. I think the Big 12 still has uh, three teams left. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and the SEC even has three teams left, and they're no good. <laughs> they're no good at all, right? Because South Carolina. Right, but yet somehow they still have three teams left. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I mean, that Duke game yesterday was just like, 
We've it seen very, that. We've seen depressing. it before. You know, they lost to Lehigh. They lost to Mercer. South Carolina is obviously way better than those teams. But, you know, it just emphasized what was wrong with the team. What, what, I, what, what I already knew was wrong with the team. They didn't have a proper point guard. They relied too much on the three-point shooting. They can't rebound, right? Like, and that's that's everything why they lost. So I mean, the truth is you can replay that game ten times, and I bet you Duke wins seven or eight of those. I guess, but they didn't win the one that counted. No, so. they didn't win the one that counted. So, Listen, uh, you South know, Carolina I, won the game. Good for them. You know, I told you that I have a new favorite Twitter follow called Not Sports Center. Yeah, I think you mentioned that. Yeah. So here's something from the Not Sports Center Twitter. Your updated bracket pool standings. Number one, a girl who picked by cutest mascot. <laughs> Number two, the ninth bracket of a guy who filled out 15. <laughs> And then there's dot, dot, dot. Number 53, your mom. Number 54, you. So <laughs> so I think that pretty much sums up, like, you know, most people's bracket experience, you know, who are doing office bracket pools and whatever. Like, the one who's winning my work office pool, I mean, I, I can't believe the person who's winning. It's, like, exactly who someone who just picked random stuff, you know? Look, there's a reason that Warren Buffett offers a million dollars to someone who picks a perfect bracket oh, because it's, it's never going to happen. It's impossible. And you know what? If it did, a million bucks, I don't think would even matter to him. You saw that my daughter, by the way, shout out to Selena. Happy birthday. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday. Uh, she Called picked Winthrop. Earlier. She picked Winthrop to go all the way. Yeah. Well, I, didn't, I didn't ask her why Winthrop. There must have been something with the logo or something about it that caught her eye, you know, but... Mm -hmm. That's it's super weird that she she picked them. And then I saw on the other side of her bracket, she had she made sure to have West Virginia and Virginia in the final four. Mm -hmm. That's what from, about Virginia Tech? No, it's because it's from an iCarly episode, Virginia oh, and West Virginia. I'll post okay. it on our website. Okay. <laughs> Very nice. So that's uh, I mean, that's what I have to say about March Madness. It's it's frustrating. It's exciting. It's depressing. It's amazing. It's like it's what sports is supposed to be, right? Yes, one it's thing everything it's supposed to be, and that's what we got. We got a great one thing. We, we one thing we didn't mention. Yeah, is is um, the the quality or lack thereof of the officiating this past weekend. Well, there was some weird calls. That's for sure. Yes, there were. I in mean, fact, the most egregious one, in my opinion, did you get to see the Northwestern Gonzaga game? Um, I saw a little bit of it, but then I missed the big crucial call. But I saw it on. Sports Center that night. By the way, I love being in the United States. I get to watch ESPN all night. Yeah, I'm sure you got so much better coverage than I did here. So yeah, with the guy had his hand through the through the net to block. Yeah, the yeah, shot. that's a that's a clear goaltend. Yeah, and then Chris and that, Collins got a tech. He got a technical, and that was like a big swing of the game, right? Right, because instead of being down by three with five minutes left, they were then down by seven with yeah. five minutes left. So yeah. that changed the whole complexion of the game. Did you see that kid, the crying Northwestern kid? He's all over the internet. I think is it true that he is the, the, son, the son of, of the, the athletic director? Yes, yes. I was I was annoyed with the kid to be honest. Me like, too. It was enough already, like, right? I don't need to see him anymore. Yeah, it's like no one no once, one cares that much. No, no. You see him once, it's cute, and that's it, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I don't I didn't see the North Carolina Arkansas game, but everything that I read on Twitter was that uh, Arkansas got completely screwed by the refs. So I don't know if it was one call or just a bunch of calls, but. I did see that game, and I don't remember any really awful calls, to be honest. Maybe I, I just follow that, a lot of Duke fans that were bitter. Arkansas had a lead with about, I think, five minutes yeah. left. I yeah. think they had a lead. And then North Carolina went on this crazy 12-0 run to end the game. 
Who knows? Maybe Michigan's going to go on and win this whole thing. Who knows? Anyone can win. They really... survived the. They survived their planes getting off the runway. Now they're going to go all the way, and it's going to be like a super Cinderella story. It's a toss up. It's a toss up. You know what? Let's uh, let's just quickly go through the next games. Sure, and sure. Just, and just pick a winner. Like, don't don't have to talk about it for yeah, now. Just yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so so the next game, and I'm going to go in chronological order of when they're actually okay, happening. Okay, you call them out, yeah. Um, so the next game is uh, Thursday at 7.09 p.m. It's Oregon versus Michigan. Sure. I mean, I think I mean, I mean, think Oregon's – I would pick Oregon. I don't – but like I'm, I said, gonna, maybe Michigan's this crazy story, right? I'm going to pick Oregon in that as well. Yeah. Then also on Thursday, um, Gonzaga, West Virginia. So I'm definitely cheering for Gonzaga. I'm definitely going for Gonzaga. I'm going to take West Virginia in that yeah. game. Yeah. I mean Gonzaga's not convincing, but I mean I they're the team that I want to win now. I'm going to I'm going to put all my all my rooting power behind them. Okay. Then still Thursday we've got Kansas Purdue. I think Kansas. I'm going to stick with Kansas. Mm -hmm. And then the final game on Thursday is uh Xavier Arizona and I'm going to pick Arizona. I'm going to pick Arizona too. But I believe um our expert guest Neil Yes. He he told us not to sleep on Xavier, right? I think he might have said that, yeah. but he also picked Arizona to win it all. I know he did. But so. he was the one that was he was high on Xavier and he I if I recall correctly, he pointed out that they were they were um like top twenty preseason, right? And then so there's something to be said about that. So Okay. Moving on to the Friday games. Mm -hmm. There's um North, North Carolina. Carolina Butler. Butler. You're picking Butler. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm I'm uh, picking with my heart now, right? I'm not I'm not going with my brain. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, then I have to pick Butler as well. <laughs> I, I I was I was looking at this more of who I want to win, not oh, who's okay, win. okay. But okay. you could look at it how you want. Then uh, still that's the beauty of having your own show. <laughs> still on Friday, we've got Baylor versus South Carolina. Baylor, yep. Yeah, let's um, go. With I don't know. I don't care. Really, you don't care. I think I'm gonna go for just keep going for Baylor and like they usually wear those like highlighter uniforms. I was gonna say the the uniforms were blinding my eyes yeah, and I so... needed to wear sunglasses inside the apartment. Right. So like let's keep the highlighter uniforms going. Okay. If Baylor, by the way, ever ends up playing Oregon, oh. it's gonna be two uniforms. I don't think the cameras will be able to function Jesus. properly. We might need three D glasses or something to yeah, like. If make they ever darker. end up facing each other, which could happen. Um Okay, so still with Friday, we've got uh, – let's see, which game do I want? UCLA-Kentucky is probably going to be the best game on Friday. Well, most people think that was the best game of the season the first time they played each other. Yeah. Entertaining – two entertaining styles, teams that like to run it up, three-pointers, dunking, you know, the whole deal. And, you know, basically what a lot of people think are two of the top uh, potential draft uh, choices coming out Malik Monk and Lonzo Ball mm -hmm. so you, you 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 might have the first two picks in the draft right there right so it's pretty exciting I mean I mean I hate Kentucky so I'm rooting for UCLA I, I mean I'm not a UCLA guy but I, I mean I don't I don't want to root for UCLA because I can't stand Lonzo Ball's father he's such an idiot <laughs> so although he did come out and say something good he was they, a, a reporter asked him like you know don't you think you're like uh too much and you're distracting and he's like he's like you know everyone compares me to like michael jordan's father or serena williams father or tiger woods father he goes you know what those are the three best people in their sport so you know if 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 
my kid, you know, if if we're going down that path, then that's fine with me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that good was for him. It was a pretty good answer, actually, for such a moron. The last game of uh, the next round on Friday night is uh, Wisconsin and Florida. Uh, I want to take Wisconsin there. Um, I'm going to agree with you. I like the way they played. I watched them play their um, that game against um, Villanova, and like they, Wisconsin is boring, right? Yes. They they play how they play, right? It's like good defense, get good shots, hold the ball, nothing flashy. But it goes back to to like what I said a couple of times is like can't underestimate seniors. And they seem to have something there, that Wisconsin team. Okay. All right. Um, this concludes our March Madness, March Madness segment. It does. It does. So I hope everybody had fun doing our bracket. Oh, just two seconds. I just wanted to look at, tell people about the bracket, mm. our bracket challenge. Yes. So, I mean, Rob, Rob, our guest from the last episode, has been leading the entire time. He mm-hmm. has a tremendous score. Um, but he did pick Duke to win the whole thing. So I, the way the way the rules work, right, is you get more points as the tournament yes. goes on. So yes. now the next the next round we're talking times three and then times four, right? Multiplier. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the, all the people who pick Duke, I think they're not going to be able to win. So unfortunately for Bobot, all his great picks, but he doesn't have the champion. Um, the number two uh, is um, this guy by the name of Karis Edward. Who, his, his bracket's looking good. Yeah, so I do know who that person is. Um, his back bracket's looking great, and he has Kansas to win it all. So he does have a real legit chance. Yes. Um, then just going down to the, anybody who didn't pick Duke. Uh, well, Parker Kleinman picked Wichita State. I don't think we can count him. But, uh- <laughs> Neil Neil Schnurback. Yeah, Schnurbs has a right now the three people that I feel that I could win is Karis, who I mentioned, Neil, who has Arizona, and then way, way down on the list in thirteenth is Zach Lyman, who has UCLA winning it all. So I feel like he could also, you know, if UCLA wins, I think he's gonna win. And um it'll get close between two people who are very, very close in score. I'd have to examine their brackets, Daniel Berg and Evan Sevy, to see who might come out on top if North Carolina should win it all because they both pick Carolina. But their right. scores are so close right now that I don't know. You know, so It's hard to say. You have to look at what they've picked differently to, to see. All right, so I um, hope everybody had fun with the bracket challenge. And you know, maybe we'll try to do some, uh, like we talked about off air, maybe we're going to try to do some uh, – other bracket challenges and just random other things that have nothing to do with college basketball. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, 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 we'll try to get that going. Okay. All right. Hi there. Skip and Josh will be right back to get in touch with them. You can send them an email to skip and Josh show at gmail.com. You can follow them on Twitter at skip and Josh, and you can visit their website at www.skipandjosh.com. And now back to the show. So I know right now in Toronto, where you live, they are going gaga over the possibility of the Leafs making the playoffs and the big game, um, which is probably starting right now against against the Bruins. It's actually one nothing Boston already. Wow. Um, so yes, uh, everyone is quite excited about this game. It's a huge game here in Toronto. Because... But do they think they're going to catch the Leafs for third in the division, or is it just really to try to solidify their playoff spot? Well, no. I mean, just. 
there's a lot of excitement because the Leafs are currently in a playoff spot. So that's exciting for them. And then the fact that they could maybe even move up a spot. Yeah. Wild. Um, Wild. You know, and, and have and have maybe arguably a, a, an easier opponent, although I'm not sure. Like they don't want to, who wants to play the Capitals in the first round, right? The Capitals are not going great, but you still don't want to play them in the first round. So in other words, if they, if they're able to pass Boston, they can play Ottawa in the first round. And I think the Leafs relish playing Ottawa because that's a big rivalry, right? Well, for the media, it is. I don't know if the teams see it that way. But... I think so because, you know, Dion Phaneuf was traded from Toronto to Ottawa. Well, that's a good and like, point. Yeah. And, good. and, and it's the battle of Ontario and the Leafs have been around for, you know, a hundred years and oh, Ottawa has been around for what, like. 15 20 i don't Sportsnet know Sportsnet would go crazy with a battle of ontario they would just yeah that would, i don't know it would be unbearable so i mean me. i'd rather face ottawa than face washington in the first round that's for sure yeah um, for sure i mean ottawa the leafs, yeah. the leafs still actually need to worry about the islanders you know, they, and tampa yeah exactly they could fall out of the playoffs altogether so this is an important huge game for them yeah they're only one point ahead of of the islanders and actually well they have a game in hand but they're still only one point ahead and they're only um, two points out of Tampa. I think the right. Flyers at this point, we can close the book on them. But, so. you know, and like I said, Tampa is everybody's darling. A lot of people are like, oh, Tampa's going to come back. They're going to make it. They're going to make it. But they're so underwhelming, right? Because they win a game and then they lose a game. And then they win a game and everyone thinks they're so hot and they lose a game, you know? So I, I wanted to point something out. that I, I just... like the Leafs' chances of making the playoffs. I really feel that. They could easily make it over the Islanders in Tampa and get that last spot easily. No, it's going to go down to the last day of the season. Yeah, well, there's around ten games left, twelve, you know, ten or twelve per team. So anything could happen. So right. So if if you look at the standings right now, yeah, um, you'll see that there are uh, obviously sixteen teams. If you just go by today, not including what's happening tonight in the games, mm -hmm. all sixteen teams that are currently in a playoff spot. Yeah are plus in goal differential, which is not a surprise. Right. All the other teams that are currently not in a playoff spot... They're all minus. ...are all minus in yeah. terms of goal differential. I was just looking at that. It's amazing. In the East I've, and I mean, the West. It, it yeah. does make sense, but I've never seen it so Clear. perfect ever. Yeah. yeah, so perfect. I've never seen that. It is pretty amazing, actually, looking at it. And the Islanders are minus eight. It's pretty, like, pretty bad. And the Rangers... Who who may have to who will probably have to start on the road in the first round are plus forty two. I know the Rangers. I mean, the Metropolitan Division is so stacked; it's just so ridiculous. You know, it is. It is. I don't know how that happened because it didn't always used to be like that. Yeah, but right now, like it's it's jockeying for position, right? Because Washington and Columbus have the same amount of points, and Pittsburgh's only one point behind. Right. I, I don't think the Rangers can catch any of those. No, no, teams. but but Washington could fall out of the division lead and you could get a Toronto Pittsburgh first round or Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's a lot For of sure. stuff that can happen. Yeah. You know, back to like what happened here in Montreal. I mean, I was away this weekend, so I was a little bit out of what was happening in hockey. I, I was here this weekend, but sorry to interrupt you. I was in town this weekend. But I was completely oblivious to what was going on in hockey because I was so focused on March Madness. Me too. And all I, I actually did listen to the Habs game on the radio, a little bit of the third period and overtime of the Saturday game, and then a little bit of the um, – actually, I didn't even – I just Hold looked, on, hold I, on. You're in the States and you got the Habs game on the radio? On my phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, on my phone. Okay. On the iHeartRadio app. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, so, um, and then I didn't even bother. I was too busy last night with the Duke game and everything. So I just saw the score and they were 1-4-1. I was like, oh, that's great. So those are two huge wins over Ottawa. 
and yeah the canadians i mean they haven't clinched anything yet no no they haven't but they they were facing the team I mean, that was right uh, breathing down their neck and they beat him twice in a row so they I certainly mean, like they did what they had to do they've certainly almost clinched a playoff spot i mean it's getting close oh, no, to no. I, I told you a month ago that the playoff spot was clinched yeah i told call. you remember i remember i said it's 50 50 mm-hmm. and then i downgraded them to 30 60 mm-hmm. but now i'm gonna up upgrade them to like 90 percent. i never upgraded or downgraded i told you a month ago that they were making the playoffs and i'm sticking to that i think we're seeing a trend here in that not just hockey all the sports you kind of like make up your mind and Mm -hmm. you stay level-headed about everything yeah while me i'm like all over the place jumping on and off the bandwagon breaking my ankle half the time probably yeah 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 I need a. I need like a go to the doctor from jumping off the bandwagon so many times you should be a little bit more careful (laughs) i should so I mean the Habs, you know they they look strong. It was great. It was pretty crazy that they used Carey Price for both games. I know, but Ottawa used uh, Anderson, Anderson for both games and also. He was bad in like he wasn't not particularly good uh, from what I read in the second game. Mm-hmm. So he didn't look great in the shootout in the first one. But I mean Alexander Radulov is so good in the shootout. It is almost unfair how good he is. <laughs> it's okay. It, he's so good. It's. I'm shocked when he doesn't score in the shootout. And of course, we could probably look up his record, and he's probably long, he's far from automatic. It just seems like he always scores. So, and I think the goalies like think that he have a book on him, in that he has this one move where he comes in and he goes backhand, but he roofs it, he, mm-hmm. but with a backhand, which is mm-hmm. obviously very hard to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I think yesterday, two days ago, he fooled Anderson. I think Anderson was waiting for that backhand, and he he just took a shot you know in the top corner for him right yeah so i mean i'm looking forward to the playoffs nhl playoffs are great so i have an opportunity to go to um the habs game in buffalo on the first week of april you should go except that it's in the middle of the week oh you're going gonna go with our uh friend of the show joseph de benedictus well i mean He's there already because he yeah. works in Buffalo, but he usually doesn't stay for the games anymore. Right. So, um, so he probably wouldn't stay. No. Oh, okay. Um, well, you should go. Well, I don't know. I mean, you think it's it not a mean, great, it's not anything game. So if it's a pain in the butt for you to get there. I mean, right. I mean, it would mean leaving work a little early and then I get home late and I have to go to work the next day. So who knows? We'll see. Right. Okay, cool. Do you have anything else you want to go over in hockey or, uh, um, no, it's not a, at there's all, a little bit of an interesting race going on right now in the, um, the, scoring, the goal scoring leaders. Yeah. Well, you saw that Crosby got a hat trick, by the way. Yeah, well, like and it, that game was televised here. It changes all the time, though, because at Br- Brad Marshall scored two goals and then he went ahead of Crosby, and then Crosby's like, "Nah, buddy, hat trick." Can't believe I can't <laughs> believe that Brad Marshall's even in this conversation because well, to me he's still a goon. I know that he's a, he can score and whatever. But wait, but wait, you're the only person that watched the World Cup of Hockey. You yeah. saw how good he was. Yeah, because he played with Crosby. <laughs> I would be good if I played with Crosby. Yeah. So, I mean, he's three goals ahead now, Crosby. That's a lot, right? Well, is he three? Yeah. Well, yeah. that is a lot. And Pacioretty I mean, for a time, time. Pacioretty for a little brief time was like second at one point, but now he's fallen back a little bit. Check out the Skip and Josh Sports Show on Twitter. You know that little app with the little blue Tweety Bird? Yeah, you can follow them there at Skip and Josh. By the way, you mentioned the World Cup of Hockey. Yeah. So I wasn't going to bring this up, but you mentioned the World Cup of Hockey. So I'm going to talk about the World Baseball Classic, which you ripped to shreds. How are you? How are you enjoying it? First of all, I haven't watched any games since we talked. <laughs> okay, that's that captivating. 
you, I think you misunderstood what I was saying about the World Baseball Classic. Okay. Yes, there are many flaws in the in the event. Yeah. There's no question about it. You still like the idea of a best on best type of format? I do, but not only that. I mean, really, if it's if they don't have the tournament, then what's left? There's just spring training games, which are boring. Yeah. So this is better than spring training games. That's all and I was trying I to say. I listened to an interview with someone on the radio. I forgot he which which specific country he was from. Maybe Venezuela or one of the South American countries. And they said they said that those countries take this thing really seriously. Of course, yes, they do. Yeah, it's do. really important. And and let me tell you, I don't know if you heard what happened a few days ago with with um the Mexican team. I have not heard. So Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Adrian Gonzalez is on Team Mexico. He is Mexican. I know that. And um, <clears throat> so before their last game, they, you know, there's there's a weird tiebreaker rule. It, do, it doesn't make any sense. I don't even understand it. So they were told that all they had to do was win, I think, by two runs or something, and they're fine. And so they had a lead in the game, and they were winning by two runs, and so... They, they won and they thought that's it. They they got the tiebreaker and they're advancing to the next round. In fact, I don't know if it was the World Baseball Classic or MLB, but one of them tweeted out congratulations to Mexico on advancing to the next round. Then like hours later, someone realizes that a mistake was made. Oh my and, God. And Mexico so... actually did not advance to the next round. That's, but that's so ridiculous. It is ridiculous completely. And Adrian Gonzalez was livid. He he's still livid about it. He says he's never playing in the World Baseball Classic again. But who made and the mistake? So, like who who told them that they had to win by two? Somebody tweeted. They don't know who tweeted. This was this was all verified even before the game. Apparently that they were told yeah. that if you win by two runs but or then, more, so then, but verified. Obviously, someone made a mistake. Obviously, someone made a mistake. Yes, because and what what ended up happening is I think in the eighth inning. Um, Mexico had runners at second and third and they could have, you know, scored. I don't know, tried to push those runs across or something. Instead, I think there was like a sacrifice bunt um, instead of, you know, trying to pile on more runs is basically what well, I'm trying to get have, at. They should have piled on more runs because you don't know if like in the next half inning if the other team's going to score, right? So. Right, but they just wanted to make sure they won by two and I think they were up by one at the time. Oh my. So rather than risk getting no runs, they played conservative, got their second run, thought they had clinched but they would have played differently had they known oh my so God. you'd have to read the whole article the the whole article but anyway so after reading that you're not making your case you're no, you're, no, no. you're I'm, making I'm my making case. Your case yeah 100 <laughs> like it's a complete joke you can't have and and there should be a better way of breaking ties than that yeah yeah i mean it shouldn't come down to run differential or like play an extra game it's just baseball who cares go extra innings well they did no, but I mean, to till they decide it. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, but they were tied with a different team. Yeah. So they couldn't just go extra innings with that team because they were tied with a different team. Right. In the standings. Right, so right, anyway. Right. So you're right. It, it is a joke and they need to fix it. But I mean, there must be like if if soccer can do it, if hockey can do it, if all these other sports can have these best on best tournaments, there's no reason why baseball shouldn't be able to have it. Right. The Skip and Josh Sports Show is back. Anyway, I have nothing, believe it or not, I have nothing that's bugging me. So do you have anything that's bugging you? Things that bug me? There's, it's interesting. So I was, uh, as you know, I was on a work uh, trip this weekend. 
Mm-hmm. And what I like traveling for work, you know, I do travel often. So mm-hmm. I, I do like traveling for work because I, I, I work from home. So it when I go on these trips, I get to see people from our organization that I don't get to see all the time. Right. Okay. So not just people from our New York office, but like other people, whatever, people from all over. So it's good. So one of these, one of the guys that I work with actually pointed this out to me. And I was like, man, this is so true. It's the most true thing. So I don't know how much you travel, but I mean, certainly you've stayed in quite a few hotels in your life mm-hmm. and recently. So why is it that it's almost impossible to get a good TV in a hotel room? This is a good question. I recall only one time yeah. that I that I was in a hotel where I actually had an HD TV. Yeah. Well, the and, thing is, they they all have HD TVs. Right. But if the feed they're not yeah. they're getting is an HD, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. So this was interesting because I was staying in one of these hotels that every room is a suite, right? Okay. So I had like a living room area and a bedroom area, and I actually had two TVs in my room, and both were good. And I think it's never mind. It's like. It was a miracle, right? So I had a big screen TV that had HD picture. But, I mean, 90% of the hotels I stay at have these beautiful TVs, brand new, and they're showing, like, stretched or Zoom. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah. I don't understand well, these I mean, hotels. Because if you think about it, you know, at home, if you want HD on all your televisions, you need to have a separate HD box for each television. I know, but so that means they'd have to have an HD box for every single television in the building. But you know, I don't stay at like Motel Six when I travel for work. You I know, understand. I'm staying at like Hilton, Marriott, Hyatt. Like I'm staying at like big hotel chains, and like these hotels sometimes can't get a proper HD picture on their TVs. <laughs> So props to um, Matt that I work with that pointed this out to me. And I was like, man, this is a perfect segment for our show because it is unbelievably true how hotel televisions cannot manage to get you a proper television feed. That's a great what bugs me. <laughs> it really bugs me. And it was it was fantastic that um, I was able to actually watch on two different TVs. I, I actually like at one point I had a TV on in, in the bedroom on TNT and I had a TV on in the living room on CBS. Could you see both of them at the same time from where no, you were standing? No, but I could hear it, you know? Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was, it was weird. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Well, this concludes another episode of the Skip and Josh Sports Show. Beautiful. Beautiful. So um, just reminding everyone to give us a like and give us a review on iTunes and keep the downloads coming and then we'll keep the shows coming. Awesome. Yep. Love it. So I don't know, just to tell the listeners, we might get off of our normally scheduled releasing times. Like we've typically been releasing things on Saturday afternoon, evening, but you know, March Madness threw us for a loop. And then, you know, I had, I had travel. Yeah. We should tell the listeners about your big vacation. <laughs> big vacation. Actually, everybody, go Josh see, is going I'm- to Miami. I might go see my first ever Grapefruit League game next week. Oh, my God. You have to take pictures. I can't wait to see a Grapefruit League game. Of course I'll take pictures. All right. Well, definitely text me from the game. Tell me how it is. All right. What's the venue? I'm going to go to West Palm Beach because I'm staying in Miami, and the closest spring training site is in West Palm Beach, which isn't that close. It's like 90 minutes. Uh-huh. So I'd have to rent a car. But um, there are two different teams that uh, train 
in West Palm Beach, the Washington Nationals mm -hmm. and the um, Houston Astros. So on on um, on the 27th of March, I can see the Houston Astros versus the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay. Or on the 28th of March, I can see the Washington Nationals against the Miami Marlins. Exactly. Whoa. <laughs> Just out of principle. <laughs> I mean, exactly. being an extra Montrealer, I don't see any reason why you should go to the Nationals-Marlins game. No, That's absolutely like, not. You shouldn't be supporting either of those franchises with your with your your dollars someone might as well just take a knife and stab me in the chest look i have no automatic i really have no animosity towards the nationals washington i think deserve the baseball team it just kind of sucks that they got ours but mm -hmm. i mean the, the miami marlins i mean no 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 that's a big no 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 so that's why i'm probably going to go to the uh astros cardinals which should be a good game because both those teams are you know potential playoff teams? Yeah, but it's spring training. Do they even use their real players? It depends who's playing that day, I guess. They will for three innings, maybe. Who you knows? You may have a Jose Altuve sighting, or you know. Listen, I could scout for uh, you know my draft. When is your draft? Same day as your draft. How, what kind of league are you in? Random people, or you know them? No, no, no. It's I'm I'm. Uh, You're I'm in my pool. I'm an assistant general manager in your league. Oh, this is great. I didn't know this. You didn't know? No, I didn't know. I thought you knew. I'm an assistant general manager, so I don't own the team, but uh, I, I'm i assisting the owner. Which team is that? Book's team? Yeah. Oh, he needs. He doesn't need help. He's some kind of fantasy sports idiot savant, this guy. Well, let me, let me tell you something, because I helped him last year as well, okay? And so he was laughing at me, but last year at the draft, we were on the phone, and I said to him, for his last pick of the draft, I said, take Trey Turner. I know he's in the minors, but take Trey Turner. Listen oh to me. Listen God, to me. Take Trey pick. Turner. And he, you know what? I actually wanted him to pick Trey Turner, not even last, like second to last or third to last. I kept bugging him every round. And he kept saying, no, 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 no. Finally, the last round, he was still available. I don't know how. And he said, okay, fine. I'll take Trey Turner. Meanwhile, now he gets to protect Trey Turner. And it's like a last round pick. Oh, my God. So my team was so pathetic. We won't get into it. I think we'll save all this for the baseball preview episode. Okay. Well, no, like it's no, good. it's fine. Yeah. It's good that you told us about that, but I'm not going to get into much more about my team. It's a disaster. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think actually the next episode is going to be our MLB preview. It might be. Yes. When I get back from uh, Florida, Yeah, either the next one or the next one, look out for that one. We're definitely going to have an MLB preview before the season starts. Great. Love it. All right. Great talking to you, Cubby. Okay, have a good week. Okay, bye. Bye. The Skip and Josh Sports Show is over now. Don't worry, there'll be another episode soon.